Did you know that 27% of adults, 18 and older, are estranged from their family in some way? That means that one in four adult kids are not talking to their parents or an aunt or an uncle or something like that. There's some kind of rift. That just seems like a lot. So we suspect that that's certainly been the experience in our family that we have people that are estranged from us or that maybe that we're estranged from and that you do as well. And that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. It's something that people kind of keep to themselves. It's like a little secret that we keep in the closet. But our hunch is that it's happening to more people than are are talking about it. And so today we're going to talk about it. My name is Eric Orton. I'm Emily Orton. And this is the What Could Go Right podcast, where we talk about personal growth, family connection, and raising adult kids. So today we're going to talk about double return parenting. If you've listened to some of our previous episodes, you've heard this term before, but it's actually a model. And we're not going to break down the five parts of the model right now, but I'll just say this, that it this first part really speaks to uh, connecting with our kids, because this is what it looks like to, um, I'm going I'm to tell you a story. I'll just tell you a story. One of our daughters got engaged many years ago. She was young, had just moved out of the house, got engaged, and came home, told us about this guy. And we, what little we knew about him, we thought this was not a good idea. And the more we knew about it, the less we thought it was a good idea. And over a few months, we had a series of probing conversations, trying to be helpful, and kept kind of getting pushback. Is, is, is that how you'd characterize it? Yeah, we'd say, oh, maybe you want to consider these things, and they would not take the time to consider those things. And Yeah, and so it, it wasn't going very well, and the more we learned, the more concerned we got, and finally we could tell that if we did not speak up, this was going to end in a lot of heartache for both of them. And so on the phone, Emily and I, we said to our daughter, I hope you know we love you. We also want you to know in no uncertain terms that we think this is the worst decision you've ever made in your life. And it went quiet for a little bit. And I thought maybe she'd hung up on us. She hadn't. But she said to us, Mom, Dad, I hear you. I know you love me. I just want you to know that I don't want to talk with you about this at all anymore. And this is what it looks like to get kicked off of your adult kids' board of advisors. We got stiff-armed. We were like, so, oh man, I guess, I guess that's what we get for raising an independent woman. <laughs> She's thinking for herself and making her own choices, so I had to respect that. Yeah, so we ne- I don't feel like we became estranged from our daughter or her from us. We stayed close, but we had really drawn down on what we call our, our relationship reservoir. And we were, we were pretty close to empty, and it took a while. And I'll just tell you that she did not marry this guy. I won't go into all the details, uh, but it was something that really taxed our relationship. And I think that if, if it hadn't gone, if it, it could have very easily turned into something where it, it could have been a long-term permanent rift mm. in our relationship. And fortunately, it didn't. But that's, that's one example of what it can look like to be kicked off of your adult kid's board of advisor. You to be estranged. Or yeah. To be estranged. And I yeah. think as parents, I mean, that's one of our greatest fears, right? Is that we're we're gonna cause some big problem or we're going to lose connection with our kids. We're gonna lose they're not gonna want us to be a part of their life or 
that we're going to somehow mess up their life. And I just want to reassure everybody here that no parent has this totally figured out. But what we do want to do is share some of the good ideas. So first of all, just acknowledging the worry on the parent's side when as the child grows up and the parenting style changes and they become independent, our approach needs to change a little bit as well. And we need to respect that they are running their own life, you know, however, whatever a good or bad job we think they're, they're doing of it. And so come from that perspective. But on the other side, we have these adult kids and we've talked to hundreds of young adults, many of them just out of the house for the first time, especially when we were living in New York City, we, we had um, tons of opportunities to really counsel with young adults who were newly out of the house and navigating life on their own. And here's one young man that we talked to. He said he hadn't really been in touch with his parents for a while. And he gave the explanation was like, they don't really add any value to my life. And it sounds a little mercenary. It sounds a little transactional. But when someone when you're in a relationship with someone and they are always a drain and never a fill, you want to spend less and less time with that person. And just like Eric was saying, we had really drawn down on our relationship with our daughter and we had worked for decades to fill that up and we had to get to work right away, refilling the reservoir with memories and trust and encouragement. And um, I just think that's what we hear from uh, other young people is just saying like, why do I want to be connected with my parents when they aren't encouraging me? They don't believe in me. They only have critical feedback for me and they aren't really adding any value by example or in the words that they're sharing with me. So that's something to think about on the other side of the equation. So one thing that has helped us kind of get a lock on the big picture the overall view of what it means to be a parent is something that we call the 100-year life map. We, I don't think that's what it was ever actually called. Do you, Emily, do you mind just sharing briefly how this came into our life? Our yeah, lives? when I, we were the parents of two young children and we were pretty young ourselves when we started our family. And I remember one day going to my sister-in-law's house and up on her fridge she had this grid. And I don't remember how many squares she had in it um, but it was a representation of her life. And she had, she was in a similar phase as me with young kids at home. And she had kind of highlighted the squares that represented the years that she believed her children would probably be at home. And when she predicted they would go to school, she kind of colored the square half, that they're home half time. And as you looked at the whole picture at once, there were just a couple of rows that were highlighted. There were these decades prior to marriage and children. And then there were these decades, more decades afterwards when the children had grown, you know, left home presumably. And no guarantees, different things come up. Um, It doesn't always pan out that way. But when we look at that grid for us, we decided to create one that was 100 squares and we would aim to live to be 100. Um, And that means that the time that we have with our children at home was like a couple of decades out of the full 100 years. And that helped us realize it wasn't gonna last forever and it also helped us realize how important this time together was. But as our kids, three of them now, have moved out of the house, like 
grown into adulthood and moved on with their life, we have been looking at the squares after those years and realizing there are so many more years, decades even, of parenting adult kids than we had parenting small children, young children, and teens. So we want to look into that. So what we're going to do, we'd love for you to go through this exercise for yourself. And so I'm going to talk you through what it is for if you're listening. And then if you want to go into the show notes, you can actually download a version of this and do it on paper, which I would recommend because it's pretty powerful to do it on paper. And you can put it up on your fridge if you want or, you know, post it somewhere. But I'm just going to talk you through it so that you can mentally do some of this really, really basic math. So Emily indicated that we assume 100 years partly because we're just ambitious and we want to live healthy and and long, but also it makes the math really easy. And so just imagine a grid that's 10 rows across, or, you know, 10 columns that are 10 rows across. So it's a 10 by 10 grid. The first number in the top left is going to be the number, that's the year you were born. So whatever year that was, imagine that in the top left corner. And then the, the number in the bottom right is going to be 100 years forward. So each row is going to be a decade. So I was born in 1974, and so the bottom number is going to be 2073. Those would be my 100 years of lifespan. Whatever your number is, is the math will add up. If you have kids, then go through and just write down or write in the year that your first child was born. And if you have more than one child, go ahead and write down. You can write the year for each child, and you can also, you can also just skip ahead and write down the year for the last child if you're through that, you know, if you're through the phase of having birthing kids, having kids come into your life, then just write the year that the last child entered your life. For us, we said, okay, now we're just going to add 18 to that number because we figure around 18 or shortly thereafter, our kids will kind of be launching out of the house. We know there's all kinds of variables. Our variable is our daughter, Lily, with Down syndrome. But Yeah, she'll probably kick us out when she's 18. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I want she's my very, own dang house. Very independent. All right, so pick your last child and then do 18 years forward of that. Also pick your first child and do 18 years forward of that because that that one after your first child is going to mark when your kids start leaving home. For us, that was a really pivotal year because that meant that was the last year that we would have all of our kids under our roof full time. So we thought, mm, ha ha mm, COVID. COVID changed all that. <laughs> but we thought, you know, Banning another, or, you know, you know, barring another, barring another pandemic, chances are good that your kids will keep moving out. So, you know, when your kids start to leave home and that's going to give you, you're going to be able to see the number of years between now and that year. Can I say something here is that even if your child doesn't leave your house, that is when the time frame in which they become an adult and your relationship with them is going to shift. Yeah. Even if they're still at home, you're going to have different kinds of conversations, different kind of expectations and a different place in their life. Yeah, it's true. It's going to shift no matter what. Yeah. As our, as our kids grow older chronologically and kind of mature into adulthood, it'll shift whether they're living in our basement or a room down the hall or, or out somewhere in a dorm or on their own in their own house, it's going to change. Mm-hmm. So we, we're planning for that, but then you'll know this is when this is the year when our kids start to leave home, and your your nest, as they call it, you know, is going to start to shrink. And then you jump to your last child, and you'll see eighteen years forward of that, 
when the last child leaves and it's just going to be you, you and your spouse, whatever that looks like. And it's, um, in the, on the one hand, it can be encouraging to see how short of a time period that is and how much, it can also be discouraging to say, oh, well, we've only got so many years left. It can be poignant. Some, it can be poignant. Some people, when they do this exercise with us, get very tearful in realizing how little time they have left. But we want to be encouraging, saying, like, we are still the parent for all of these decades, so let's plan for what that's going to look like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say this. We did this, and that's one reason why we chose to move on a sailboat when we did, because we knew that at a certain date or a certain year, our kids would start to leave home, and we wanted to have this trip, this experience, before that happened. And so for anyone who's just with us, this is your first introduction to us. In 2014, we moved aboard a sailboat, and we lived on it for about a year with our five kids. They were ages 6 to 16. We bootstrapped it. We did not know what we were doing, and we chronicled our journey, mostly our emotional relationship journey through that family dream uh, in our book called Seven at Sea, Why New York City Family Cast Off Convention for a Life-Changing Year on a Sailboat. So not to drop the whole thing in your lap right here, but knowing, being fully aware of how much time we had together and that that window was closing impacted the decisions that we made about how we used our resources and especially our time. So that's, what, that's, that's how it impacted us, doing this grid. Fast forward now, we have our two youngest at home, and our youngest has just got his driver's license, and now he's, he's gone a lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot more. Um, and so we really just have our youngest at home. But it's crazy to me to think that if I live to 100, I have more than half of my life ahead of me. And every person's going to be different, but if you look at your own grid, you're going to see you know, depending on what age you had kids and, and all that, all the kinds of variables, chances are good that you're going to be a parent of adult kids for decades longer than you ever were a parent of young children. And so the bulk of our time as parents is going to be after our kids move out. In, in our case, hopefully 50 years, and mm-hmm. they certainly weren't with us for, for 50 years. 51. 51, yeah. Hopefully 51 so, years. So... And we're going to dive into this in other podcast episodes about what to do about that time. What do you do with your future, you know, with your life when your kids are out? What to do in your marriage so that when, because so many of us are just enmeshed and entrenched in, in raising the kids. And we for, sometimes out of, you know, with the best of intentions, we end up neglecting our marriage and we lose track of our relationship with our, our, our best friend. And so we're going to talk about that in other episodes. I think the 100-year grid actually really helped with that as well because it was very clear to us from early on, oh, most of our life, these kids aren't going to be here to kind of be the glue that keeps us together, like the project that we're working on together. Most of these years, it's they're all going to move out and it's going to be us. And so that was also a helpful reminder. Here's one last thing that I want to share about this 100-year map or grid, it's this. Once you know that, here's the mental exercise that we want you to do. We want you to imagine in your mind 10 years in the future of wherever you are now. Imagine that you've gotten back together with your whole family. It can be a reunion or some other type of situation, but you're all together. It could be Christmas or holidays. You're all together. What does that relationship, what does that, what does that gathering feel like? What 
do the relationships feel like? What kinds of conversations do you have? Uh, you know, what kind of food are you eating? Where are you physically? And and when we when we do workshops with people and we do, and we present, um, we invite everyone in that moment to write it down. And so you know, not while you're driving, if you're listening to this while you're driving, but at some point, you may want to just sit down and imagine and write out what that experience, what that gathering would look like ten years in the future. How old will each person be? You know, how old yeah. will you be? And will do you predict that they might have partners or children and? Like just, you won't get it bang on the money. You, you won't, you know, actually move forward 10 years and have it be identical to maybe what you imagined. But as you get really clear on this, uh, you're going to know what you're aiming for, what the relationships feel like, how you interact with each other. And that is the next step. Yeah. So this is what we call the what, if you can just imagine what it, what your ideal situation would be like. When we coach people and we do life design work, the how is a whole other part of it. And we always set that aside for a second. The very first thing you want to do is figure out the what. Independent of constraints of time, money, you know, what have you. Even if some relationships are sour right now, your ideal tenure in the future scenario can include those relationships being healed. Like, what is your ideal scenario? Yeah. So anyway, I just invite you to uh, either in your mind or on paper, do this 100 year life map, write out what you imagine your 10 year, your, your ideal dream family gathering 10 years in the future looks like. This is your what. And uh, we'll in future episodes, we'll talk about how to encourage you to move towards that. But um, we just think this is an important topic. And so happy to be talking about it today. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that covers it for today. Hey, thanks so much for listening. What could go right? Hey there, it's Eric. If you haven't already, you should really go sign up for one of our free discovery calls. Have you ever asked the question, what if, or wouldn't it be cool if? If you're like me and a lot of people, you answer that question, but kind of in a limited way. You don't really let yourself go there. And so what I'd love to do is get on a call with you and help you get past some of your limiting thoughts, limiting beliefs, and answer that question as boldly and beautifully as your imagination will allow. They're fun, they're free, they're painless. All you got to do is go to theawesomefactory.nyc forward slash discovery, pick a time slot that works with you, and we'll spend a few minutes and help you go to an amazing place and help you discover what's possible in your life.